Welcome to the Driven Young Podcast with Byron Dempsey, dedicated to educating and inspiring the younger generation around entrepreneurship and practical life skills we aren't taught in school. Created for young people who seek direction in establishing their goals and passions. This podcast provides a platform for discussing the steps taken by professionals in their field related to handling finances, making money online, starting a business, growing a network and much more. And now your host, Byron Dempsey. Welcome back to the Driven Young Podcast and today is an epic episode. I started this podcast to bring value to the younger generation and that is exactly what this episode is all about. This guy reached out to me through Instagram and asked if we could have a quick Skype chat. We instantly hit it off and I invited him on the podcast. Andrew Reese, a 21-year-old entrepreneur who has an interesting take on life and people, he recently got back from an event with Yes Theory in LA and is planning a massive trip around America next year with no money, just relying on the kindness of strangers. We get into lots about what is wrong with the current education system, how we can start networking and building powerful relationships from our bedroom with zero face-to-face work needed and some other awesome stuff. So dial in. This is super valuable if you're part of the younger generation. Now, over to Andrew. Thanks, Thanks to have you on. Yeah, man. How's LA? Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> so what happened? Why were you in LA? Why was I in LA? About two weeks ago, I saw an Instagram story saying that Yes Theory was going to throw a live event yeah. to bring their community together, have an impact, help them go after what they really want to go after with their lives. And I just got this gut sense to go to LA, help them out with it. Yeah, sweet. So I booked a last minute flight um, and flew over there. Literally, it was 30 hours of flying for... 80 hours on the ground and it was it was one of the most incredible like three to four day periods of my life so far nice i love your theory it's funny i've I've been following them like way before they blew up like Mm. probably like sub when they're below 100k Mm. and it was like this i remember there was a part in this episode i was watching it was like behind the scenes and they they just had a real quick pan and i paused it and had on their board on their whiteboard i had like um we want to hit 1 million subscribers by this date. And yeah. I checked the date and it was like three months after that date and they're on 300,000. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, they're not even close. But like they just kept at it. Mm. And it was like everyone knew they were going to get big. For some reason, they just wouldn't grow and they've finally done it. You know, they're finally, I think Will Smith kind of launched them up sure. with that whole thing. But yeah, another cool group of guys. So it sounds like it was a sick time. Yeah, man. Yeah, wild. Yeah. And um, let's just reframe a bit. Sure. Who, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so you, you reached out on Instagram, we just mm-hmm. connected really well, so I thought I'd bring on the podcast and basically talk about what we spoke about when we first met, mm. um, which is kind of entrepreneurship, and um, we're both 21, or, yep. you know, so we're young 20s, yep. both kind of passionate about educating the younger generation around entrepreneurship and practical skills mm. that aren't, aren't taught in school, and, you know, kind of against the traditional path, mm. so tell me a bit about you, what, what's your journey, you know, what are you up to currently? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Andrew, I'm 21. I uh, grew up in Canada, and my mom is South African and my dad's Danish, so really I've just been all around the world. And much of my life the past few years has been about entrepreneurship Mm. and using business as a vehicle both to kind of have some degree of financial sustainability and also to have impact. And I think, I mean, that started when I was really young. I used to import products from China and uh, chuck them on eBay. Yeah. And, you know, I'd come out of like year nine, year 10 science class, find out I'd made like 40 bucks during that lesson. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. And then it, it evolved more into, oh, wow, business is a vehicle not only to make money, but to make a difference. Mm. And that, in my view, entrepreneurship and, and some of those ways of thinking are actually the best way to actually go out, have an impact and, and do cool things with your life and, and you know, um, have the world end up differently uh, by the end of your life than mm. leaving a legacy leaving a legacy and like as you said an impact and so that's what you've done you've created a, a company or mm. around yeah. Future You tell me a bit about that yeah so Future You started when I met this incredible incredible entrepreneur uh, called Samuel and I was working on a different business at the time called Virgo which was doing uh, I guess team development uh, through social impact projects and it wasn't really working out, to mm. be frank. I was trying. I was, you know, waking up at like 4 a.m. and going to random pitches in the city, but it wasn't working out. And looking back now, I wasn't at the stage of my life and, you know, on my own journey uh, where I could have had that kind of thing be successful. Yeah. And so I, I was chatting to Samuel and I said, Samuel, you know, here's where I'm at. And he said, how about you come and lead this project called Future You? 
And he'd run an event in his daughter's high school where he brought together a bunch of speakers from a range of fields that had all built lives and careers that they loved. And he ran this event where they shared the journey. They shared, you know, their fears and doubts and how they got to where they ended up getting to. And he's like, I want to turn this into something. And so I helped him turn it into something. We ran a 600-person event um, like two months ago now. I led a team of 40 volunteers on the day. I mean, we've worked with UTS. We've been sponsored by Google. And that's been really great. And this idea of creating something that has an impact because – I I was never exposed to these kind of conversations in high school. Neither was I. And this is the reason yeah. I think we both started something very similar. Yeah. Like, literally, the way I like to say it is that I was lucky enough to have my life not go the way I wanted it to go growing up. Because mm. the only reason I didn't, you know, jump in and I was I was just going to be a business analyst for 10 years. And mm. then maybe maybe after that, I'd start my own thing. And then my permanent residency didn't come through on time. Yeah. And I'm like, shoot. I don't want to pay 40k a year for a uni degree and then that's what led me to okay cool I'm going to take some you know time off explore things meet people have different experiences and that's what led me down the path I'm currently I'm heading down and that's what you did so you took time off well literally I I I I, I mean it started off being one gap year and then two gap yeah, years yeah. And but that's good because I'm always saying to people like once you finish high school you're 17 mm. or 18 mm. you can't possibly know what you want to do at that age mm. you're so young and chance, statistically speaking, you're going to be working in a job that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. So how can you study for a job that doesn't exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I always say, like, I think it, take, taking a gap year, discovering who you are, what you want mm. to do, is one of the best things you could do when you finish mm. high school. And that's what you've done by the sound of it. 100%. And, and, like, it was one gap year, it turned into two. And then I actually did spend one year at university in Canada last year. And it was really interesting even there. Because people are actually discouraged from taking gap years. Really? Because it affects the high school's statistics on the number of students that entered first year oh, university. right, yeah. And so some of my friends at McGill were, you know, they're doing degrees they don't even like. And they're already working on what grad program they want to do. And mm. they don't even enjoy that. But they just feel like they Attract. should be doing it. Yeah. Well, And, and it, it's just running on autopilot. And there's no awareness of there being something else. I mean, what scared me from spending a year in university was how many 17, 18, 19, and 20-year-olds have already given up on their dreams, given up on, on you know, the impact they want to have and what they wanna, really want to do with their lives. Mm. And they're already settling at that age. Yeah, I was talking to a chick and she was telling me about this guy who she, she was just talking to me. She's like, oh, wait, so what are you, you, know, what are you studying? What are you going to do? And he's mm. like, you know, I don't care as long as I make money. Mm. And it's like, it's such a bad mindset to have. Like, you will care in 10 years' time when, you've, mm. you, when you're burnt out from doing something you didn't like. Mm. Um, just, and maybe you're on $150,000 a year, which is good for you. Yeah. But it's not going to make you happy. Yeah. And I think now we have more opportunity than we've ever had before. You yeah. know, especially with online, social media. Yeah. So you said you were dropshipping, were you? Yeah, man. Like, yeah. You I were used... dropshipping from... Because I did dropshipping as well. Yeah, from China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I broke even. So I uh-huh. consider that like a bit of a win. Mm-hmm. So the money I put into it, I was getting enough from ad spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never went fully into it, okay. but I just explored. Like I was exploring mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, and I think that's what people should be doing: checking out YouTube. You know, how did you get into dropshipping? Oof! My family was struggling financially, and so I kind of googled how to make money. Online. Yeah, yeah, and that's what popped up. <laughs> <laughs> and well, what I think what popped up first was I convinced my mom to borrow a hundred bucks to to buy some course to learn how to become yeah, an yeah. affiliate marketer. And then I got the domain name how to make money and I thought, great, this is gonna show up. You know, number one in Google, did my keyword research, yeah. used my like HTML and CSS skills and built a really horrible looking website. <laughs> and then if they bought the product, it would redirect them through like five other products to buy as well. Nice. And then that wasn't working, wasn't coming up. And then I debated asking mom whether I could, you know, borrow her credit card to get some pay-per-click advertising. And I eventually decided, yeah, nah. And uh, yeah, ended up finding um, just message like a couple hundred sellers on ebay found out what was hottest at, at that point in time and, and that's how that started yeah that's right uh, it, it's epic and at the same time i think for me the internet is great from a business perspective but even what what i've really been exposed to and what's really just shocked me at how much potential there is in the past six to twelve months is literally from a from a connecting with people perspective i mm. mean to draw back to la you know, yes, I hung out with yesterday and that was pretty cool. And I also hung out with a bunch of other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like every single person I hung out with in LA, I would had never physically met before. Some were friends of friends, but you know, 
the first night I, I landed in LA, I went to a friend's kind of show and um, he runs this really cool project to give up and coming DJs and artists exposure that they otherwise wouldn't get. Yeah, sweet. And I connected with him because I was doing this project where I, you know, looked at influencers or authors or whatever it was that I, I liked and respected and went to their Instagram posts and found people that had put interesting comments on them mm. and then DM them saying like, hey, you're free to FaceTime for five minutes. I'm doing this project where I chat with random strangers. And so this guy, his name's Anthony, I'd um, FaceTimed him like from my dad's farm in Canada like, mm. six months ago. And you then I DM'd him. him. Yeah, I'm, co- I'm coming <laughs> to LA. I uh, stayed at his place the first night. Um, he hooked me up with like a free um, phone plan the whole time I was over there. We're just like super good friends. And it, was, it goes way beyond him. Like, um, well, because you met him, he introduced you to other people and you met them. And yeah, you know, I met some kind of, it's like a ripple effect. It's a, I mean, it, ripple. Yeah, literally it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy for me to think of how many things, how many friends, how many connections, life experiences like only happened because I planted one random seed. Dude, I got a cool, I got a cool little story as well. Exactly yeah. that. See, for, so for you, you're basically, to summarize what you've just said, mm. you've just said you, you reached out to this guy, one of probably, you know, hundreds almost in a comment. Mm. Um, so you DM'd him and he said, hey, you're doing mm. this. And yeah, what, you yeah. FaceTimed or? Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. FaceTimed, like video you met him, you've yeah. obviously stayed in touch. When you went to LA, mm-hmm. you hit him up and said, hey, I'm in LA, let's catch up. Yeah. He introduced you to a whole bunch of people that you've now got as friends in LA yeah. who are now in your network and your connection and have led you to more opportunities. Yeah, like all because you sent yeah. like that one message, right? And so it's like, how can you plant as many seeds as possible? Yeah. This is one of my underlying life philosophies: is how can I put myself in as many situations as possible to see what happens? Because mm. you never know. And I've had so many times where I would have never thought that something would. I mean, I was in India last year. I I got the I got flown out to India and I got to do some comedy for a Nobel Peace Prize winner and a lot of that came from a random connection that I had where oh yeah there's this app called Shaper which is like Tinder but yeah. for networking yeah. and my my good friend Samuel who I studied Future U with um, we were just randomly talking and I was like oh yeah you should check out Shaper and then he matched with someone on Shaper who then said you have to speak to this lady called Kat and then I met Kat. Uh, we, a bunch of us got sushi, like, I don't know, two, three years ago. She, she was running late, had a dress on backwards. Um, it was a mess. And, uh, and then I was going home. I was at the train station. And she called and she was like, hey, do you guys want to come back and keep hanging out? It was really great chatting to you. Yeah. And so we built a relationship from there. And then, um, you know, off the back of that, I ended up uh, um, in, India. In, in India. And it's like, oh, what if I, what if I hadn't gone and... and kept chatting with her like there's so many examples of things in my life yeah. where it's like okay cool how can i optimize for planting as many seeds as possible i'm exactly the same so yeah. for me there's like one seed that triggered everything mm. so oh, i'm trying to think so yeah so there was i got presented with like an mlm opportunity <laughs> right yeah, and i was yeah. like and i had no idea i had no idea what it was yeah. and so yeah, like yeah, i checked yeah. it out um i signed up it was i signed up with these people and they had like an epic um, like every week that have meetings and you go in and it's a team meeting and you just like learn and everything and so it was like they created a really cool environment and so I didn't stick through with through with it but I, I had this environment and this introduced me to the whole kind of business mindset because mm. MLM are huge in personal development Yeah. and so I was like okay in personal development for people out there is like listening to podcast what you're doing right now is personal mm. development listening to podcasts reading books anything that can help change your mindset and you can learn from. And so I started listening to podcasts and I got introduced to Gary Vaynerchuk sure. and all those guys online who I started following. And I, so they really opened my mindset. And literally the only reason I got my job, which got me to where I am with Glenn. So I got mm. my job with Glenn two and a half years ago mm. was because they put up an ad targeting anyone who liked Gary Vaynerchuk mm. and video. Yeah. And then I, and so the only reason I saw the ad, then I filled out the ad and then I, met him got introduced to all his people in his network yeah. and now here I am today all because yeah. of the, the tiny thing I did um, and you, you could go back even further yeah. who I met the, the person who introduced me to MLM mm. was at an event I went to and I didn't want to go to but my mom like made me go Yeah, and so it's like I went to this event I had this and I got introduced to this mindset and then I got the job and here mm. we are all because of one tiny thing Yeah, I think the other thing that you, you probably mentioned that was really good is just planting as many seeds and mm. just asking I think so many people are scared to ask Mm. There's this um, Steve Jobs video where he talks about when he was like 14, he asked to go work at a computer factory and he mm-hmm. learned about circuit boards and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, he just asked him. Mm. And the guy said, yeah, sure. And he um, like just 
you're you're a great example going through and just DMing as many sure, people. Like, yeah, why not? People wouldn't do it. No. So like, what's the cost? Yeah. What are they going to like? Seen you not respond? Who mm. cares? Yeah. Well, it's like the moment you connect with what you really want to do with your life or what you're curious about. The first thing that's present for you is the gap between where you are now and where you want to be, and where you want to be, and whatever that is, or where you think you maybe might want to be. Mm. And most people aren't willing to even take the first step. Yeah, most people aren't aren't willing to confront the fact that you know they want to do life on their own and be individual, or or that they're, they're scared. Yeah, they say they are, yeah. but they're not when it comes to it. Mm. Like everyone thinks, oh yeah, you know, people. I remember as a kid growing up, I always had this perception that famous people got lucky, mm. like they didn't work hard. Yeah, I always look at like Justin Bieber or something. He had like a viral video, and then some producer found him, and then they did Baby, and then he just blew mm. up from there. Um, but most people who are successful worked really hard, mm. and I think a lot of people say that when an opportunity comes to them, they'll take it, but they're not. They're not. They're not realizing that opportunities have come to them, and they haven't taken mm. them. Like I, I've given people stuff. Like I was like, oh yeah, come to this, come work at this job for free. Um, I'll, I'll introduce you to some people, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, sorry, I've you know I've got something on. Yeah. Or sorry, no, I can't. I, you know, I've got a party that night. I'll yeah. be, I'll be hungover. It's like, seriously, yeah. it, it's hundred percent. It, it's crazy for me how many people I will hand opportunities to on a platter, mm. and then you know they'll like they, they literally need to be forced to take them. It's like, okay, cool. If if you, that's fine, and I love you, and like whatever. And at the same time, I'm not going to keep giving you opportunities. If yeah. You keep, and then you also get the people who are you know, super unexpected that come into your life and you end up giving them opportunities. Like at, at um, our future you event two years ago, one of the people that, uh, you know, became a part of it and became one of my really good friends was uh, we, we moved um, around in Sydney two years ago yeah. and the owner of the moving companies or one of the workers, his son ended up connecting with me and then we became good friends and we became a part of the event mm. or our last event. I mean, there was a guy incredible dude like super ambitious big heart and he um we used to catch the same bus together to school yeah and then we're looking at buying a house on the northern beaches at the moment my family is and um we went to her house and he was at that house and he like because he like works for the real estate company now mm. and so it's like hey man like got him back on facebook messaged him and he came along to the event and it's again it's it's the people that are willing to say yes to opportunities yeah I mean, well, same thing with yeah. you. You DM me, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like you just, this is random guy just reached out to me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah We had yeah. like two mutual friends or something, and I'm like, yeah, and he yeah. says, I can't remember what you said. You was like, hey man, how's it going? And I was like, what? Yeah, because you Good. you know Jamin like, or whatever. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, someone else, and it's just, I think you took a, a little while while to reply too, and I was like, oh. Do I need to send a second message or whatever? Yeah. But I mean, you know, I was on holidays. You're on holidays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's like a it's like a it's a low hit rate. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. But some of my best friends, some of my best friends, I've never even met face to face. Same. I've got a friend in London yeah. who's probably one of my closest friends. Oh, dude, same. I, I, like, I've never met her in London. Like, too. I can't wait to meet him. Her. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's, it's crazy. Wi- it's wild. I mean, I I did a project last year. Uh, I guess two separate projects, but one of them was this online project called the strangers and dreams project where i just stranger and dreams strangers and dreams project where i i kind of put this post up and i connected with um i mean hundred hundreds of people commented in the end but i connected with 10 people from different countries around the world and asked them to share with me a dream that they'd never shared with anyone in their life before Mm. and i'd do it because that's that's the kind of the reason i've got friend like my friend in london we can talk about stuff with each other because we have no mutual friends and Mm. like we know it's just like it's such a safety mm. when it's like a stranger mm. and if it's a stranger you can trust yeah did, did they did they do it yeah dude like epic stuff i mean you know disabled people talking about swimming super long distances yeah. like it's, it's just and that was just one of the things i was super inspired i mean there was a guy in africa talking about his internet connection would drop on and off and on and off and he was talking to me about his desire for people to step up and become more of a community. Yeah, cool. And how kind of isolated people can be and how they can really just focus on themselves and how his country really needs to come together for it to evolve. Yeah, nice. That's Random awesome. guy, middle of Africa, like biggest <laughs> heart. And that's like all the time. It's like, whoa. You kind of find that though, the people who have nothing are often the happiest mm. and the most positive, mm. which is bizarre. Because I guess when you don't have internet, you're not in that whole comparison. You're mm. not seeing what everyone else is doing. It's like, you know, 
we're probably both incredibly rich in terms of the world global sure. population. We're probably sure. in the like top five sure. percent, top one percent even. Yeah. And but you, people will still look at Kylie Jenner mm. or all these people who have more and more, and, mm. and then they're probably looking at someone who's on top of them. And it's mm. always comparison. Whereas these guys in like Africa and and probably not India, but it used to be India, but now they've got internet <laughs> sure. in India. Like they're often so happy just because they yeah. not have this whole comparison factor, and they're just appreciative of what they've got. Hundred percent, and I think a lot of that comes from connection. Because I mean, I have this philosophy that you know you should totally go for everything you want in your life mm. and your, your bucket list, your wild dreams. I mean, that's how you feel alive. That's how you get fulfilled, largely. So that's awesome. And at the same time, I think the the largest thing, the thing that matters most in life, is the quality of our relationships with the people around us. Like, yeah. I mean, say that again, though. Let's hear it again. Yeah. The like, thing that matters most in, li- most the, in life. The thing that matters most in life is is the quality of our relationships with the mm. people around us. It's people. I mean, that's who we are as, as humans. We're human beings. And, and this idea that we can put aside our differences and connect with people at a deep level. And, you know, for me personally, like, dude, there's so much I want to do with my life. Yeah. And at the same time, if I achieve 5% of that, but I'm doing my life with and sharing my life and experiences with epic human beings from around the world, I'll be fulfilled. Yeah. Let's just, Stop for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's have, let's because we've, we've just talked about a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's go back and see how can we make this practical for people. Okay. So what you've just said is basically what you do really well is you just reach out to people. Yeah. You're, you're you're constantly trying to connect. You're constantly mm. something that people need to realize is networking isn't something you do when you're 25 and you've just entered the business world. Yeah. You should be networking from 12 years old, from 10 years old, from you know 15 throughout high school you can be networking yeah. you just said you met someone on the bus yeah. like why can't you out here yeah. on the bus to school why can't you meet someone on the bus yeah, yeah, yeah. and just planting seeds if you mm. think of it like that planting seeds mm. in everyone you meet not like you know it's a strategical way just yeah. think of it as when you meet someone you're planting the seed and it could turn into something mm-hmm. 90% of the time it might not yeah, but it, but it, well. or maybe yeah, 99% yeah. of the time it might sure. not but for that 1% it can be a huge, you know, give you huge dividends mm. in the situations that we just said where you met that one person and you ended up in India. Mm. And I met the one person, I ended up doing this and this, and which led me to this and this. And now I'm here with my own company doing the podcast mm. and stuff. So I think if you can be networking from a young age, that's what, and you do it like you're a master at it through social media. Yeah. I only realized a year ago that I was like, shoot, I haven't done this at all on social media. And then I just started messaging people. It's like, yeah. Oh. So, so maybe if we can offer a few tactical things for your listeners in terms of how to go about it. Yeah. So what we've just talked about, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's great, Byron. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, all all good, good and fun. Like, mm-hmm. You guys are talking about this, but how do we do it? Yeah, how do we cool. do what you've been talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you DM. So you, how do you find people on Instagram? Yeah. Well, I would go one step beforehand. Okay. I would start off with how do you view the world? Mm-hmm. Because Einstein has this quote, which I love, and it's what much of my life is about. Is you know the most important decision we can make in our lives as if the world is a friendly or a hostile place mm. because if we decide the world's hostile then we you know build our walls taller then then we protect ourselves more and if we decide the world's friendly then everything we do our technology it all amplifies our connection mm. so first of all you have to make a decision because if you view the world as this dangerous hostile place you're not going to be able to make those connections in the first place and by that you mean like someone who would let's say we've got someone who has that view mm. the difference is when you message them yeah. they're going to ignore you. They're going to be like, who's this creepy guy messaging mm. me, right? Or someone who's got a friendly of you. Yeah. Who's this guy who's reached out to me? I'll yeah. see what he's about. Because yeah. that was me, right? When, when you messaged me, I was like, who's this guy? And I was like, yeah, I'll, literally. I'll, like, yeah, I'll respond, yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, and then yeah. you started having a chat and then we yeah. met up and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, worked out great. Yeah. And so if you can go from the, don't have the initial thought when you get a DM mm. from someone reaching out to you. Right. Don't have a negative thought. Think, no. okay, why is he reaching out to me obviously for girls it's a bit harder because they often do get creepy guys and, and if it's all the like forex traders yeah or, yeah you know or like I mean? you know yeah mlm or mm, it could sure. be you know some indian guy wanting to you know send you money or something um sure. but obviously instagram you can check out the profile and you can mm. kind of in, in 10 20 seconds you can kind of mm. go okay these guys are legit yeah um, so that's what you would say try bring down your mindset to so bring yeah, down your walls yeah like be open to the world being friendly because mm. if you're close minded to it you'll be like this isn't working and why it's actually not working is because of your actions and the way you're, you're kind of filtering in the information you're receiving is as a result of that underlying mindset yeah so pretend like you know play around with yourself have a game that the world is friendly and just see what happens and mm. then from there what I did that worked really well was I went to a bunch of people that I, I uh, look up to and respect that are doing interesting things with their lives and have a decent following on social media. And yes, 
Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. This is huge. For Not me. just like random ones, but no, this super is, specific. So this is like half the reason I started the podcast, right? Mm. Because I, when I was in high school, I started listening to these people you just said. Mm. Like you know, I could um, Gary Vaynerchuk or mm. you know these business guys. I'm a marketer, that's why I like Gary because he does sure. both the same things. But I want you know Ed Milet. I'm a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. There's heaps of guys. Um, Mel Robbins is a great woman to follow online. All these people are putting out content on social media that you can learn from and yeah. you can help change your mindset. And so that's, that's what you're saying. Start following these cool people. Yeah, follow them. And also for me, a bunch of the value, even if I'm going to events, the value is, is often less about the, the person running the page or less about the person speaking at the event and more about the people that, you know, that Instagram yeah. page attracts or that, that event attracts. Because if they have the similar, a similar mindset to me, a similar approach to life, then, you know, it becomes super valuable and we connect. We, we just click, right? Mm. So I would go on and I would DM a bunch of people that had interesting comments. And as a, as a kind of segue in, I said that I was doing a project where I connected with one stranger a day mm. over Instagram. And it's a gentle opener, people that are, you know, happy to connect. That's really with, good. That's really good. People are like, okay, cool. And then, you know, you chat with them, arrange a time, ask them what time zone they're in, line, line something up. And then I just started having conversations. And that's seed. Seed planted. And it doesn't need to go anywhere. Mm. And at the same time, just, just learning and experimenting. And there's such a beauty and, and, and something so profound in connecting and resonating at a deep level with a human being on the other mm. side of the world and talking about, you know, life and, and Whatever it is. all that you share and how you're, you have so much in common. So, yeah, I, I would message about five people a day nice uh, and i did that for a couple of weeks and then <laughs> the replies started building up yeah, and yeah. i just had to start messaging people and then i just started speaking to people and so let's just go back so what you basically just said yeah. is you'll find an event that mm. you resonate with or a speaker that you resonate with yeah that's in person so i mm. if we're talking instagram i'm talking more of finding a page oh, okay so let's say an event or a page or someone yeah. Let's, let's find, you find a social media influencer mm. that is putting out content that you really enjoy. Mm. Yeah. Basically, what you're saying is you're, you're probably not going to be able to reach out and connect mm. with the main guy that says he's got a million followers. Yeah. You could, but he's very busy <laughs> sure. and stuff. And so what you do is you reach out to people who follow him because they're, mm. they're going to have the same interests as you. Mm. They're probably going to be open-minded. They're going to want, mm. you know, they might be open to having a conversation. Yeah. And so that's, so that's practical. You first yeah. change your mindset. Second, find a page or something that you really admire. Yeah. Um, on Facebook or Instagram yeah. and you can reach out to people in the comments yeah. and you yeah. reach out to five a day yeah. how many didn't respond? Oh, actually like half the people will respond which is that's pretty good yeah, probably like two out of five I'll end up having a conversation with yeah, wow, okay that's uh, really good I was shocked yeah it for me it's probably because the kind of pages are open-minded things yeah. like if, if it's uh, Yes Theory if it's Elliot Bisnell the Summit Series Tim Ferriss whatever it mm-hmm. is uh, for other people it may be different depending on your interests and at the same time, you already have something in common with that person because you're following that page. Yeah. And, you, you know, I would I would add something to my messages, which was linking to that comment. And actually, I would reply to that comment saying, hey, love your comment, engage with them in some way, just send you a DM, would love to connect or something Sweet. like that. Sweet. All right, what's next? So you, you've connected. Then you chat with them. You've yeah. chatted. So you comment, uh, send them a message. Mm-hmm. Then you literally chat with them. Like, yeah, you o- line o- up a time. O- like, over Zoom hey, what time zone are you in right now? I'm in I'm in Sydney. Mm. I will I mean if we if you want to get tactical I will work out how to minimize the number of ex- message exchanges back and forth because each exchange makes it less likely from a time and effort perspective mm. on their part that it'll end up happening and I'm super confident that once I can get someone face to face like this or once I can get someone on a video call like whatever I've got in the bag in order to connect with people yeah. but it's like okay cool how can I almost convert as many people as possible that I want to to get to that point and the thing is, when you've once you've had that video chat, yeah. and, you're like, and you get along, and you mm-hmm. you like each other, then you obviously add each other on LinkedIn or whatever it is. Sure, yeah. You've got follow, them, and now other, yeah. now they're in your network. Now you yeah. think of it like they're in like your arsenal of um network of your network. So whenever yeah. you say you've got an opportunity that suits them, mm. you can just go pull them out yeah. and call them up and say, "Hey, I've got something that's happening," yeah. and vice versa. If I've got an opportunity that suits yeah. you. Like you come to LA, mm-hmm. you can just pull sure. them out of your arsenal and go, hey, I'm in LA, let's yeah. connect. And if you can build it all around the world, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, then you, yeah, and the gap, the only gap between that first comment, reply, and message on Instagram and you know having incredible friends all around the world is your communication skills. Mm. And that's like one of the most important things for people to develop. Communication skills? And actually like what questions are you asking? How, you, how can you be interesting? How can you be different? Yeah. Like when I meet people at an event, I, love, I have two go-to questions 
One is what would you do for the rest of your life if money was no object and it was impossible to fail? Yeah. And the second one is I get them to to um, to guess how long they think they're going to live. I'm like, okay, cool. How long do you think you're going to live? Like, yeah. 90. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, you're 30 now. You've got 60 years left. So let's say let's say that hypothetically, like, life on Earth is over in a thousand years. Your Your lifetime is, like, from here to here. And then life on Earth ends. Here. it's mm. like okay cool if if we were to look at the end of life on earth or hypothetically some point in time a thousand years from now if you could have that look any way at all because of how you lived your life how would you like it to look and why and get them thinking not just about you know the impact they want to have in their time on earth now and how they want to spend their next 10 20 30 40 50 years but like if the world was a blank canvas a thousand years from now and your life was the paint on it what would you like it to look like? Mm, and you don't cool. have to ask that specific question, but when you start mixing it up and, and having uh, your relationships be more about connection than transactions and fun and play and, and relating to the experience of life, then mm. it's, it's so much fun. And you look back you know, a year or two on and you're like, oh, wow, I actually have all these epic people in my life. And, and it it's, just, it's, it's like, wow, I guess that kind of happened. And it's huge. Yeah. Especially because if you can have these connections early on, right, mm. it's going to benefit. And you, let's say by the time you hit... 21 our age or something i wish sure. i started doing this at 15, sure, 16. Sure, sure. i kind of did but not to this degree mm-hmm. let's say you hit maybe 23 or something and you've got a thousand people you've done this with yeah. that's a thousand people in yeah. your network yeah. you can now whenever you have something they're mm-hmm. going to support you mm-hmm. whenever you're launching something if you're yeah. launching a book or you've got a podcast or you yeah. you do something they're going to share it on the instagrams they're going to yeah. they're going to do anything for you if you're in if you're in london they're going to you've got free accommodation mm. you can essentially get free accommodation around the world if you've got this connection yeah, I guess you so, can ac- yeah. you can accommodate to people who come to sydney or wherever you live yeah. so it's just like the benefits are for the amount of work of just messaging someone and then mm. having a quick call mm. it's so little and it's such a practical way to build your network that i haven't heard before so we, i discussed but just yeah. before the episode um yeah, we hopped yeah. on about um this woman who i had on brioni and she talked about how she would go to events and build for free she'd um, volunteer her time Similarly, she would network with the people at the event and she'd yeah. network with the speakers. So there's another practical way to build your yeah. network. But this is even easier. Even easier because I, I used to do events as well. And, and you know, I used to um, uh, buy a VIP ticket if I could afford it because mm. you likely meet people that are more committed. And even if I didn't buy a v, VIP ticket, as soon as we'd go to the lunch break, I'd run up the front to one of the VIPs and be like, hey, I'm Andrew, do you want to go for lunch? Mm. But th- that can be hard and can be more intimidating. That, this that, is simple. It, you have no excuse not to, even if it's not super successful people that will become mentors, even if it's just like-minded young people or mm. people that are viewing life the same way as you, you have no excuse not to have friends all over the world. Yeah. And plus it's like incredibly fun and fulfilling. Bro, like who cares about the I had, tactical I've, benefits? Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm 100% yeah. going to do, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't realize to the detail you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. this is so. You're right. There is no excuse. Yeah. Oh, I'm busy with uni. It doesn't take long. Yeah. You can do it on when, when you're yeah. on your phone. You can do it on the train. You can do it on your, when you're on the toilet. Mm. You can do it. You don't have to like mm. sit down at the desk, get, get your laptop out, you know, mm. dedicate an hour. You can just do it whenever mm. you want and maintain the conversations. Yeah. And it's just when it, I think it, you're right. It does go back to that having the open mind, mm. and you know, you got to understand that people aren't going to respond. Yeah. You know, one way to look at it, if you are scared of the rejection of people not responding and reaching out to people, um, one way you can actually play a game is more. Re- um, you try to get rejected. Mm. So you send the message and the, when, if they don't respond to you, that's good. You go, okay, good. Now I'm mm. closer to someone responding. Yeah, so there's this analogy a mentor taught me like two years ago. Mm. And it's, he applied it to sales, but it applies to what you were just saying and basically sure. anything. If you have a deck of cards, imagine 52 cards in a deck, mm. right? If you imagine a sale or someone responding or when you approach a girl, this is a girl yeah. you hit it off with, yeah. whatever the situation is, is an ace. So there's four aces in the deck. Yeah. That means out of the 52 cards, there's going to be four yeses yeah. or four closes or yeah. whatever it is. If you flick the deck over mm. and you, let's say you get nine of hearts. Okay, that's a rejection. Mm. But what it means is there's now 53 cards in the deck, mm. which means you're closer to getting that ace. Mm. So you now flip another card over. It's eight of, eight of yeah. diamonds. Six of diamonds, three of spades, club, you know, four of clubs or something. Mm. You've now got you know forty eight cards in the deck, which mm. means you're even closer. And so if you think of it like that, every time you get rejected, or every time, you know, you you don't get that sale, or you don't mm. get what you want, you're that much closer to getting it. Mm. Um, it's a really good mindset to have, and it can kind of be quite game changing. Yeah, and like if we want to take it really deep, yeah, let's the, do it, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> I have this other mindset, which is 
part of the problem you might be afraid of getting rejected or someone not responding is because you, you, you're assigning in a binary way good or bad to that specific scenario or interaction. Mm. Uh, that's a very limiting way to view life. Like, dude, I mean, just to, just to share you know, in my life, my growing up, um, my parents had a really messy divorce. Yeah. Like super messy divorce. That's rough. And um, once when I was younger, we were meant to go on holiday to New Zealand and we got taken off the plane because my dad had filed a last minute thing claiming we were a flight risk. Oh, so your dad wasn't on the plane? No, no, my dad my dad moved back to Canada. No way. From, yeah. And so we had to delay our holiday and we ended up in New Zealand three months later. And I was planning on staying on in New Zealand and doing some of my own traveling and you know, I'd saved up a bit of money for it and I was ready and got an email from my dad saying, I'm flying over from Canada to, to visit you. Um, and uh, I'll be in Sydney as of like the next few days. I'm like, shoot, like, dad, I love you. And at the same time, you've done all this stuff. And it's like, I'm not going to be in Sydney. I'm going to be in New Zealand. But the part of me that still really loved him was like, all right, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave New Zealand early. I'm going to fly back to Sydney. Mm. And I flew back to Sydney. And the same day I flew back to Sydney, got home, chucked on my suit, headed back out to a book, la- book launch of this really cool book called Unridden by this incredible man called Jack Delosa. And it was at that night when I met Samuel. Who I ended up starting Future You with has become one of my best friends. Oh, no way. So that's sick. If my parents hadn't got divorced, I would have never met Samuel. Well, and it's if you were, if you had let your anger towards your father Mm. outweigh your love for him, you would have stayed in New Zealand and not had gone back to me. Yeah. And I have so many examples of scenarios like this, which has gotten me to a place where I. I'm no longer okay with saying this is bad or this is good because there's no way of knowing. I mean, there's an analogy of, you know, a guy that complains he got in a car crash and then because of the car crash, they do a scan and find out he has a tumor that they can remove Mm. in time so he lives. But if it wasn't for the car crash, that wouldn't have happened. So it's like, okay, cool. So when you plant all the seeds, you have to trust. I mean, that's what Steve Jobs said. You know, you have to trust in something, whatever it is, faith, your God, destiny, karma, because that's what gives you the courage to follow your heart when it leads you off the well-worn path, mm. trusting that the dots will connect. And they will. And they will. Like, because people, there'll be people who listen to this, right? They'll be like, this all sounds very motivational and positive. And, they'll, and mm. people just, they hear motivational and stuff like this and they just go, oh, no, they ignore it. I hate motivation. Yeah. Which, <laughs> is, which is, you know, it's, that's that mindset we said where they have their walls up. Mm. And I think if you can bring your walls down and listen to what you've just said mm. and what I've been saying about how planting a seed here, planting a seed here, it mm. just it can just grow into a massive tree, which mm. is what you're basically just saying. Yeah. Um, it can be game changing. And that's why you should chat with one stranger a day mm. over Instagram or whatever, because in each conversation, it requires you to put your walls down and practice communicating with someone else in a way that has them put their walls down. Let's do it then. I'm going to chat to a stranger today. And yeah. if you're listening, yeah. let's make this happen. Let's let's do. I'm going to yeah. put it out there. Let's chat to a stranger today. Mm. To summarize how to do that, find a page or mm. a person on mm-hmm. Instagram that you really admire and like, and you yeah. like what they stand for. Yeah. A few examples. Yes Theory. Yeah. Um, people I follow: Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim yeah, Ferriss. Sure. Yeah. Um, Mel Robbins is a great one. Sure. There's a female leader. Yeah. Um, heaps of people out there. Um, just just do some googling whatever you're attracted to maybe you like um maybe you're a vegan and you want to follow vegan influencers mm-hmm. putting stuff out there yeah go into their comments yeah. find somebody who's put a proper comment not just love heart eyes or like a spammy comment sure yeah someone who's actually put a because they can be bots or whatever it is mm-hmm. find someone who's put a comment send them a dm what did you mm-hmm. say hey i'm i'm in i'm i've just doing a challenge yeah, where doing i want a project to where to... i speak to like one stranger a day like are you are you interested if so what times are you yeah, yeah. Oh, so you'd, you'd go for the, you'd try to book them in for a, a literal chat straight away. Yeah, well, I'd probably get the yes, and then from there, I, I, I'd yeah, just yeah, yeah. make it happen. The minimum amount of messages possible. Yeah, because yeah. the more, the more Back and forth, the less likely it is to actually happen. But once you've got them in face-to-face, which is what you did with me. Yeah. Like, I was, I was, I was chatting to you. We, we had a few comments yeah, sure. back, yeah, back yeah, and forth, yeah. but then we had a chat. I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and yeah. now you're on the podcast. And <laughs> once you can trust yourself to the point where you're like, okay, cool, as long as I get face-to-face, I'm chill, mm. then you're fine with what yeah. happens. And have it. So use a mindset. If they don't respond, that you're that much closer to the next response. So every time yeah. someone doesn't respond, yeah. that's a card down and you're closer yeah. to an ace. Yeah. So even if you're getting five response, even if you message a whole bunch mm. of people, no one responds, you're, you're that much closer mm-hmm. to getting a response. Yeah, and also t- take into account that maybe the fact that they didn't respond is a good thing 
because maybe during the time that you otherwise would have been chatting to them, you'll be on the bus to the city and meet the love of your life that you otherwise wouldn't have met. Or maybe during the time that, that you uh, would have otherwise been chatting to them, this other crazy opportunity comes up or it gives you the time to meditate that day, which leads to something else that you may not even realize mm. five years down the track. This, posit- this is what Jay- so embrace this is, it all. This yeah. is Jamin's thing, right? <laughs> this is what we talked about, Jamin. Yeah. You're the storyteller. Yeah. And so what you just said there is you're, you're telling the story that, oh, they didn't respond to me. Oh, you know, they must think I'm annoying. They must think I'm weird or something. That's the negative version. Yeah. But the story you just said is, oh, they didn't respond to me. It's meant to be because I'm going to now be doing something else instead of talking to them or, you know, whatever sure. it it's is. It's like what Tony Robbins speaks about. Like, view life is happening for you, not, not to. Not to you, yeah, yeah. And whether it actually is or not doesn't matter. And, and you're going to die anyway. But mm. it's a lot more fun and fulfilling to, to <laughs> view it from that way. I mean, why not? Yeah, no, nah, I yeah. love that. It's a great challenge. So yeah. let's definitely do it. Yeah. Um, Sweet man, I think it's been an awesome conversation. Mm. Um, just let's go back to LA. I okay. want to. I want to kind of. I know you put up a big post on Instagram, with a big caption, just kind of. You, you know, you, you kind of obviously you've been you've got back from LA. You're probably jet lagged and you've just gone, <laughs> man. What just happened? I've been gone yeah. for five days. Yeah. You know, two of those days I was, I was on the plane. Three mm. of them I met all these people. I met yeah. Yes Theory. Yeah. I met the guys from Yes Theory. If you mm. don't know Yes Theory, check them out. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, tell me a bit about that caption. Like, you know, what was that for you? And how, wait, mm. how did you, so you, you explained how you got to LA. Was that through just the connections that you mentioned? Actually, yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, I tried like five different paths to get in touch with the manager. I, I'd emailed Thomas earlier this year, one of the boys from yesterday, yeah. about helping them out. We had, shot a few emails back and forth. And I was like, I, I saw so much potential in taking the online audience and having physical events that connect them at a deep mm. level. And like, I, I love that kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. My life, my vision is to take the world from this to that, to connect people at a deep level through experiences. So, I, you know, I emailed him back and forth a few times. And then I hit up, um, I hit up Zach when I found out about the event. And uh, that was only one of the approaches, though. Like, I tried four or five other ones. I emailed Thomas, emailed Matt, emailed Amar, friends of friends, mm. all sorts of different approaches. Made, made a doc about how much value I could add, helping them for a live event, a bunch of things yeah, yeah. that they could, could think of addressing. What ended up working was like two months ago, I FaceTimed this random guy while he was on a boat heading to Morocco. That was a friend of a friend that I met on Instagram. And he knows the yesterday manager. And he randomly sent me a message saying, hey man, how are you doing? And then we talked and he was like, I'll just intro you to the manager. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. One FaceTime that, oh, I, yeah. that I took on the train from heading back from the city. From a random comment. From a, from a random, yeah. For, I even forget how it came about. Yeah. I was tired, out. but I just like had a call with this guy. He seemed chill. You need 10 minutes, right? Dude, it doesn't, it doesn't have to. T- it if you have know to be how like- to communicate, if you know, how to, it takes no time. Yeah, 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 yeah like, that's unreal. You get zero to hundred in the first minute, so it's actually super ironic that of all the approaches I tried, mm. like whenever I want to, I'm a big fan of you know planting the seeds and seeing what you can make happen and not being attached to it. And at the same time, whenever I want to make a specific result happen, I like try like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten approaches until one lands, mm. and the one that worked came from a random guy that I've never met in person. And that's often how it works because when you're reaching out, yesterday is quite big now mm-hmm. or whoever you're trying to reach out to, yeah. like, you know, they probably get hundreds a day or hundreds yeah. a week or something. So yeah, it's like, yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how do you differentiate yourself? Yeah. You can do the docs, you can do all their strategies, yeah. but the easiest way is if you have someone who knows them personally and right. can intro you. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can just go, yeah. they can connect to you and yeah. then they, you, oh no, yeah, they can connect to that person, they'll connect to you and yeah. you're in. Yeah, and like, that's not to say you don't need skills. Like I'm at a point where I trust myself and I know I add massive value yeah, you're not, and I know you're not I can communicate. I know I can make things happen. I added a bunch of value for the event. And at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, it's having those conversations. Yeah. No, awesome. Yeah. And it's something we're both super passionate about. Yeah. You mentioned kind of bringing the world. Yeah. From, from this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. You know, I, I'm passionate about the younger generation. Mm. Um, I think, you know, we're probably going to do some stuff in the future together. I reckon, yeah, man. but I want to start like, um, you know, the podcast kind of step one, I want to do like some mm. networking of groups specifically for young people. Okay. So it's not intimidating, right? Yeah, so everyone's yeah. young, everyone's doing the same thing. If you go to a networking group now, there's going to be, you know, 50 year old guys who have a big mm. business. There's going to be all these people, sure. which is great connections to have, but it can be intimidating. Yeah. Because my dad actually ran a networking company when I was in high school. Yeah. And right. I would go to Interesting. it. And I was kind of building my network like that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I was, because I, was, I was doing video stuff. So I do, I do some jobs and it was cool. Mm. But, yeah, I think that's something I definitely kind of want to get going for people who are listening. Once again, bringing it practical, it's like mm. how do I, 
how do we so we can do the instagram but how do i surround myself with like-minded people and stuff you mm. can do it online like you've just suggested yeah, easily um there are young networking stuff out there i want to start one in the future so keep yeah. an eye out for that um you've got your events future you so that's yeah you've got you've got events for young people like there's lots of stuff out there if you open your mind and you google <laughs> yeah and you like get started like rock up at something but mm. be willing when you're early on to you know head into the city at 4am for a chance yeah. to pitch something for 30 seconds be willing like, to eat shit you know guys yeah eat shit now and have caviar and, for and the rest of your life and like also actually connect with yourself and and the impact you want to have because if you live from the heart and you're committed to not just you know getting rich but actually building a life you love having a community of people around you and leaving the world a bit better than you found it mm. people love to get behind you and you don't have to leave it better by you know by impacting tens of thousands of people right no. if you impact five people and then everyone's impacting five people mm. like that's a huge impact if that makes sense so if like yeah. we're talking about doing it like you know using social media impacting mm-hmm. lots of people so that's not attractive to some people they might not like being the face and being Definitely. out there but yeah. if you just impact one or two three people in your life maybe save someone's life who was feeling suicidal maybe you get something out of a job yeah. that they hated and now they're doing something passionate and now that person who's doing a job that's passionate impacts another person yeah and they get them out of the job they're doing they're the like oh hey effect. dude yeah. i just quit my job three years ago it's been the best decision i'm doing something i love even though i'm on a lower paycheck mm. and then they go oh cool i'm gonna yeah. do that yeah and yeah. it's a once again it's a ripple effect dude Take you advantage. don't I, you don't need to be some influence like i i I don't chuck a bunch of stuff on social media about yeah. like how you should live life. Mm. I would rather live my philosophy and have it wear off on people than directly mm. preach it. So like I don't do this kind of thing all the time. And I'll get to a point when I do and you know maybe that'll be a few years from now, maybe that'll be 5, 10, but I'm in no rush. And for everyone listening, it's like the way you live your life is contagious. Mm. Literally, like your mindset, your approach, your philosophy and just having the impact on the people around you. I mean, how many people nowadays aren't even close to their family? Yeah, it's crazy. Even like, though it's so, it's never been easier to be closer to them with yeah. like social media. You can, I can get my phone and message my mom. I can call her right now. Mm-hmm. So it's never been easier, but some people aren't. Yeah, like I'll, I'll probably FaceTime my dad on the way back to the city. Mm. Like, what? So it starts with the people around you. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, mm. this might be a bit difficult because I feel like we've just spent the entire episode talking about this question. No, no, no. What would your one piece of advice be for the younger generation? Talking 12, you know, high school, uni, 12 years old to 23. If you had one piece of advice, we've just given a lot about <laughs> yeah. networking, about reaching yeah. out and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of changing your mindset. What would your one mm. piece of advice be? One piece of advice. Yeah. It's a tricky question. Yeah. I would say that... I would say that there's there's two ways to go about life Mm. and for many people listening like you have an incredible mind and you can do so much with your mind and the one way to go about life is to look at your mind and 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 leverage it with what what you want to build and get super strategic and do all the right things and build this glamorous impactful great life and many people go and do that and that's amazing and good for them and the the second way to live kind of like what i was talking about on my on my instagram post is you know, as the third level of life is to live with the heart more and to take the time to slow down and work out what you really want to do with your life. Take mm. the time to to expose yourself to new experiences and be open minded. Take a gap year. Take a gap Travel, year. Travel, meet people. Yeah. And you're gonna through that you're gonna discover who you are. Yeah. And and have the courage to live a life where you listen to your gut sense and your heart mm. and then your mind amplifies and builds out whatever whatever's in here mm. rather than just living your life from the mind love it man and take i think take risks as well dude that's something we <laughs> yeah. were talking about yeah, like a yeah. while ago was take risks you're young literally if you take a risk right now if you if you ruin you know mm. if you take a huge risk you lose a bit of money right you're still at home dude. or you're still living at home you've still got food coming in yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not look you don't have kids to look after yeah. you don't have a wife this, or you don't have responsibilities yeah. So just take a risk now. I get fired up about this. Like there's this quote, which is if you don't take too many risks while you're young, you you know, you get accustomed to the barnacles of the good life. And then Mm. from there, it's like you'll never break out of it. I know a bunch of people that are living like, oh, cool. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do in my 20s. And then in my 30s, I'll go and do what I really want to do with my life. That's a problem. But when you're in 30s, suddenly you might have a, you've got a wife, you're starting to have a kid. You you know, you've got a mortgage, you've got stuff to do. It's like suddenly you... You've hit your thirty and your thirties, and you're going, "Oh, this is what I want to do." Yeah. Oh, I can't do it because I'm trapped. Yeah. It's like to so do it now. 
Exactly. <laughs> so am I going to see another Instagram story or some form of it with another opportunity to spend 30 hours on a plane and, and buy a last minute flight for mm. to spend 80 hours? By the way, I bought my plane ticket before I even knew that I was going to be in touch with Yes Theory, before I even knew that I was for the event. For the event. Yeah. Cause you like throw your hat over the fence. Yeah. I just knew that I, it was going to work out. Like, and I'm going to risk. I'm going to be taking dozens and dozens and dozens of risks like that over the next few months, over mm. the next few years. And that's fine. Like I have a safety net to fall back on. Yeah. And but, if you're listening to this, you probably do as well. You might yeah. be thinking, oh, these guys, you know, maybe if you're not in Sydney, you grew up in Sydney. I didn't grow up in Sydney, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I grew yeah. up in a small town in New Zealand yeah. with 30,000 people with it. Yeah. Like, I'm not, not. I'm not trying to say that I was in poverty or anything. Mm. But if you're listening to this, it means you've got access to a phone, internet, Wi-Fi. Mm. You probably have a family. You probably have a yeah. house. Like if if shit hits all, the, if shit hits a fan, you can go back to them. Yeah. But there's gonna be a time in your life when you can't really do that. And you have to. You have to jump off the cliff before you have it all figured out. Yeah. Jump off the cliff. Make the plane on the way down. Yeah. Well, I literally view it as I had heard this beautiful analogy in a podcast, which is like jump off the cliff before you have it all figured out and it'll be the most scary thing you do in your life mm. but once you jump off the cliff like your fear is oh shoot I'm gonna hit the ground but there there is no ground like the cliff is just infinitely high mm. so you just keep falling keep falling keep falling and you learn to love the rush on, of the wind on your face and you feel alive and it's like once you jump you just you're just ever falling yeah it's a beautiful way to live. And this isn't just for extroverted people, right? If you're introverted thinking, oh, these guys are out here talking about networking, going mm. up and meeting people, doing mm. all this crazy stuff. I, like, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm. You can still take risk as an introverted person. Yeah. Right? You just need to get out there and I think you just got to do it while you're young, right? I think it's just such an opportunity um, because if you fail, there's no consequence. I mean, yeah, there's basically no <laughs> consequences. It's a yeah. great opportunity and there's never been a more opportunity, no. more chances to take risks than they have now. Um, you know, back in the 80s or, you know, the 50s or whatever, you would have been ridiculed by your family. Um, if you've listened to the Nike founder, his shoe dog, his sure. book, have you heard that book? I've, I've heard of it. it, haven't read it myself. Oh man, yeah. like his story is unbelievable, but he mm. took a huge risk. Mm. Like I'm talking 18 years. Yeah. Um, it was 18 years before Nike went public and he made any money. He mm. was basically on like minimum wage for 18 years running Nike. Mm. And so like he was ridiculed by his family, right? Yeah. But then towards once it started picking up, people start, who, anyone, who, anyone who invested with him became instant millionaires. You know, there's a mm. family that put their life savings, $10,000 at the time, yeah. which is probably like $100,000 in That's today's money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he felt, he was like shitting himself. He's going, oh man, what if it doesn't go through? These are like, these are my mate's family. They've looked after me. They're like my second yeah. parents. They made like a million dollars the second they went public. Yeah, and the IPO went public. So yeah, take risks. There's another. Maybe we've, we've just gone on a, a bit of a tangent. Dude, just do it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for coming in, man. Dude, and before man. we fully wrap up, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. Um, I guess uh, yeah. Someone else named Andy Reese took my username, so uh, my my Instagram is Andy Reese. So A N D Y R. I-I-S-I-S it's Danish yep um, or Facebook just search me up Andrew Reese. and I'll put everything in the show notes or on my, on my Instagram I'll put it on my social so you can find it out yeah but beautiful yeah go go follow him and uh, thanks so much for coming on the dude podcast. biggest pleasure yeah man awesome man cool alright if you are still here thank you so much for listening to this entire episode if you got some value out of it it would mean the world to me if you left a review on iTunes or shared it with your friends or family otherwise I'll be putting up videos of this episode on Instagram and Facebook. So check it out there at Byron Dempsey or at Driven Young Podcast. And I'll see you on the next one.